0: Hello and welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm Jordan Della Coltman. I am joined by Tyler Walzak. Tyler, uh, happy Labor Day. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's not what you want to hear right now, considering uh, your entire uh, industry is on hiatus because of some labor disputes. But happy Labor Day.
1: Happy reminder of no Labor Day.
0: Yeah. Um, we had a race, though. They are not on strike. They are in we full did. swing. Uh, back from the, the, the summer break a week ago, we got another race under our belts. This was... Uh, one of those races you and I always have circled on our calendars, the Temple of Speed, Admonza, home of Ferrari, one of the most iconic uh, tracks on the Formula One circuit. The first permanent track in Europe created for Formula One. So that's a little factoid for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you usually do the, the, the history lessons, but I got one for you. Then a little bit of other history. So just before we get to it, let, let's just get this out of the way because you and I do not want to have to talk too much about him. We never do. But we have to say it because, look, it's a Formula One podcast and we would be uh, derelict in our duties if we did not at least acknowledge that uh, Max Verstappen has broken a record. And this is a kind of a controversial record. Did you hear about how this is kind of controversial? It was controversial, but it's not anymore. Now we, now it's not. It's settled. Yeah. Right. So for those who don't know, uh, Max Verstappen... Uh, won 10 races in a row. Uh, and this is only a controversial record because the previous record, obviously at, at nine was shared by two drivers. But was it because Alberto Ascari in 1952 uh, through the end of 1952 and into the 1953 season, technically raced in nine, uh, won nine consecutive races, but he skipped the Indianapolis 500, which in those days was in the formula one schedule. He skipped it and still continued to win nine races now at the time it wasn't considered a grand prix and therefore the record was held at nine consecutive grand prix now every race in the calendar now is a grand prix so it's a little bit different than it used to Mm -hmm. be there used to be extra these kind of like specialty races now when when uh sebastian vettel set or, or tied the record at nine when he raced for Red Bull, there was obviously some question marks like, well, did he tie the record or did he beat the record? Is he technically the the best because he won nine consecutive Grand Prix without any interruption, no hiatus, nothing else. He did that in 2013. And, um, and so up until this point, there's kind of been this, I don't know, uh, asterisks let's say around this mm-hmm. record. Well, Max Verstappen has officially hit 10, so none of that conversation matters anymore. Uh, he has 10 in a row, and look, like we don't have to like the guy, but he's driving the best vehicle uh, on the road, it's been the best car for two years. They built a really, really good um race car with the new um regulations that came in last season, obviously, and they have so far been the, the cream of the crop, and he's without question, the best driver out there with the best vehicle. So it's easy to be good when you've got the best machinery, but he's also had to not make mistakes. And he's been pretty consistent. I think that's the one thing you, you can't take away from Max Verstappen is when Max Verstappen is in form, he's very, very steady. Boring. All right. Well, let's get to it. Cause there's lots of other storylines to talk about in this race. Uh, and we also have some, some fun news. We're getting to the part of silly season where like actually some uh, deals are signed and some more information is there. So we'll get to that after, but let's get to it, Tyler uh, qualifying. We can start there for me, before we talk about any of the other stuff that went down, uh, how great was it to see um, a qualifying where again, we had some of these quote unquote, like lower tier teams actually be able to perform. Williams specifically had another fantastic. Well, we
1: knew we knew they were going to have a good qualifying because we knew that they were going to be good on this track because they are fast on a straight line. And they have been for the last six or seven races. Now, Um, Albon's been performing at at an incredible level against his, like with his peers up to the par where he's exceeding expectations. um, And they've given a car to, to also do that. Um, So we knew that Williams was going to be good um it it just all came together for them here because of the 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 downforce and all that stuff that the quality of the car but they also brought in their own rear wing um specifically for this track which helped out as well so we knew that they were going to be good
0: yeah and they but they didn't disappoint and that was what was exciting about it it gave us a more interesting um qualifying but again you know, when you, when you're out there in, in this part of Italy, all the attention is always going to be on the Ferraris and they didn't disappoint either. And that was a fantastic qualifying for, for the boys in red.
1: I would say that uh, practice two, practice three, like signs was leading um, like leading everybody in times for two of those practices. And then what we got in qualifying was nothing short of exciting. Like let's just skip right up to qualifying three. Like, the last lap for everybody Leclerc doing best sectors and the first and second, and then Verstappen's behind him next in line. He takes away the second um, best sector has the third best sector. um, But then he, he goes ahead of uh, Leclerc to take over pole. So you got Verstappen and Leclerc, but then signs comes up behind Verstappen. The next guy, the last guy through, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if he was the last guy through, but he was, behind those three comes across gets pulled for ferrari uh everybody goes crazy the toffoli is that what they call it foezy to foezy goes crazy um and, and like just a, that was a great qualifying super exciting those last laps was everything you could have asked for um specifically for a home track
0: um team yeah for sure and and i mean you and I, as we've already said already on this episode, like neither of us are uh, ever sad when Max Verstappen is not on pole. Neither of us are ever oh. sad when he skips a beat or misses a step. And in this situation, the Ferrari's just flat out beat them. And and that was yeah. exciting to see because it, it, it gave us some optimism for the race, which, of course, we can talk about in a second. But it was, it was nice to at least see them push back because Ferrari's also definitely taken a step back from where they were last year, at least at the yeah. beginning of last year, where they were clearly the... For a, for a moment it looked like they were going to be the fastest team that obviously wasn't the case but they they went once they started to slip it they fell hard last year and it really fell apart for them and it seems like they've been slowly putting the pieces back together this year and that this couldn't have, as you say like to do it in front of a home crowd you couldn't have asked for a better weekend to kind of hook it all up at least from the qualifying perspective we'll we'll talk about the rates in a second but they were definitely the stars of the show let's just put it that way 100%
1: and they knew that they had to be they knew that it's kind of been one of those seasons where their expectation is not being met um, and to have a home race listen there's two races in Italy Amola uh, and Monza Monza's been around forever now there is I'm um, just a sidetrack for a second there is a little bit of controversy that they're going to start alternating these races and not have two each year in Italy um, this was the last race in Europe this year I believe Um, so there's, uh, there's another track that might go away that they're talking about not having the contract for, but they're also talking about not doing both these every year. So this is kind of the legendary has a step advantage over Imola track. So this is the true home field advantage for Ferrari, um, especially close to like where the quarters are and all that stuff, but they brought it all and they had enough. They left nothing out there. They changed the car specifically to just kind of like, we could be good here. We could be there, but they just made choices. They took big chances and it worked out. Um, and it was exciting. It wasn't just Ferrari in third. It was, we'll get to driver of the day, but uh, no, it's Carlos Sainz. Easy. And and we. i um, the only reason I'm going to say that now is because every lap of this race, he had somebody trying to pass him. He held off Verstappen for, for 15 laps. Then he held off Perez for a while um until he got passed. But then he held off his teammates. He held off. He had to pass people like he had the most. Ex- you could have just watched him from beginning to end. And w- this would have been a fantastic race. So
0: let's um, let's talk about signs for a second, because there's also some some, you know, you and I always love to have some like unsolicited and unvetted uh, uh, rumors uh chucked around on the show. But yeah. there is a rumor about the yeah. future of signs and where he may or may not end up in and it isn't Ferrari. So the question I have though is when you look at the result and you look at how he raced this week and you think about how difficult it has been for Leclerc to find his form and how like just whiny and pessimistic Leclerc is in that car, why on earth is Ferrari still so uh, married to the idea of him being their, their driver of the future. When you have a guy with the talent of science, like if it was me, I'd be reevaluating the whole thing and saying, maybe this this thing with Charles just didn't work and, and Chuck him to the curb and build a team and a car around the needs of science. Cause he right now on his best day is clearly more competitive And I think that the big thing with him that Charles does not have, and, and I think this happens in a few different, uh, for a few different drivers down the field and thinking Lando Norris too, like some of these guys kind of grew up a little bit with the silver spoon in their mouth. And like, I'm not saying signs didn't come from some money, but there's definitely a hunger there, a difference in like the, like he's an aggressive competitive driver every single race. Whereas there's yeah. some races where like, it seems like Charles kind of has to be motivated. And if he's not sure he's got a chance at the podium, he kind of just doesn't really like show up. He showed up in this race. Cause it was, he was sniffing a podium, but uh, there's been a lot of races where he hasn't been there. And I, I, I mentioned Norris too, because only I make it either. Either it was last race or the race before the, 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 the summer break where like he was so far down the pack when they tried to like, encourage him to be competitive. He was kind of like, why does it even fucking matter? We're not going to win. And it's like, that kind of driver for me, I get out of the car. I'll find somebody else. I don't know what I think Ferrari is going to rue the day that they pass on the future. I think that Carlos Sainz has. He's a, he's an experienced driver. He's not young, but he's he's competitive. He's got something to prove. If there's a guy I would put money on winning for Ferrari right now, it's it's signs over Leclerc. Well, you just look at the standings.
1: Look at the driver standings. 100%. He's in a three-way battle right now with Leclerc and, and George Russell, um, and he leads them by he leads Leclerc by six points. He leads by Russell by eight points. And you, in sports, you kind of have to have that. There's guys that have the underdog mentality, and there's the guys that think it's deserved to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Verstappen and Leclerc kind of Verstappen's meeting expectations, so you can't say anything bad about him. Obviously, sure. in terms of that, but he very also very much thought that everything was already supposed to just go to him yeah. until he got to where he is now and and a different story different ending to that story but leclerc kind of has the same things it's like i should be one i should be 1a i should be 1a like i'm the guy that you guys have built this team around but why you guys were both in the like just because you signed to ferrari a year before does not mean that you're necessarily a better driver than signs yeah. you might be on paper but Two years he was ago, just, Sines, he was last year, signs like, beat him in the constructors yeah. or the yeah. drivers championships. Two either last year or two years ago. Yeah, he's beaten Le- him again now. So Leclerc and signs has that one. underdog, you know, what underdog what I mean? mentality. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just because Leclerc was there first and he was the next yeah. chosen one, and they brought signs to be one B. Listen, he's he has the mentality be like, I'm not. And you saw this at the last like ten laps of the race, where he was like, I'm not going to make a mistake here. I'm going to take this spot. And you saw Leclerc trying to. Overexerted himself a little bit in corners and he did kind of really go for it, which is what you want to see. That was exciting racing. That was awesome. The fact that they had to tell them like, don't crash, but like race was fun. But I mean, it was down to the wire and signs beat him straight up beat him.
0: So just to just to clarify what I teased earlier there just in terms of the rumor. There is a rumor suggesting that when his contract is up at the end of 2024, Ferrari will not re-sign him and that he's already been linked to the to the future Audi team, the Sauber Audi team which is currently Alfa Romeo. But when Audi joins and and they kind of bring in the new engine system and all of that, like that that seems to be where his there's a rumor there. Now, whether that comes to fruition or not, we'll see. It's still early. We're a year away from that, but um, he but can still earn a contract with a Ferrari
1: yeah you're right the rumors out there and the rumors out there because of the Ferrari not doing well Exactly. Um, not so much because Signs is not doing well but both cars aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing um, and because Leclerc is I want to say traditionally or for some reason like people think he's a better driver he might be like he might be a better driver in terms of his entire career or what he's projected to be but Science is ahead of him right now. And if he stays ahead of him, how do you say, get rid of science, keep Leclerc, if he's beating him in the points at the end of each year, he still has, what I'm basically want to say is he can still earn his Ferrari contract. And he'll yeah. be back. Like why? I don't know why you wouldn't bring him back.
0: I agree. But it's um, a very
1: Ferrari thing is they can't figure out what the problem is. And sometimes the problem is just that Red Bull's better.
0: And, well, and they we have the panic.
1: They always hit the panic button.
0: Now, speaking of that part, though, Ferrari did give a like this was a very low event race. Can we agree on that? Yes. For the most part, it kind of all just shook out as we kind of thought it would. Max found his way to the front. Sergio followed him. We get there. But we did have a battle right down to the last lap with the Ferraris. And for a brief moment. I kind of got that feeling, oh, shit, they're going to fuck this up for themselves right here in front of the home crowd because this is what they've done all of the last two years. Yeah. Right when they think they're about to make something magical happen, it falls apart. And as a Mercedes fan, I was all for it because Russell was sitting there in fourth, ready to clean up the the mess. And he would have happily stepped onto the podium if those two cars had taken themselves out. And there were a couple of close calls. We'll talk about. There was like, th- I think between, it was three uh...
1: lockups, three lockups, I think yeah. two well, signs, well, one Leclerc.
0: But I mean, there were, there were some close calls down the, down, down the paddock as well, because we can talk about the, 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 the Lewis and, um, uh, uh, Logan, Noah uh, Lawson, um, after, but yes, they, they basically for two laps, they let Ferrari go. It was like, whoever wants the podium can go get it. And Leclerc, very aggressive Carlos, for the most part, pretty clean the rest of the way through made the right moves at the right times, but it was, it was, a it was a nail biter. Let's just put it that way. could have, it definitely could have gone very badly
1: literally one of the best defensive displays you could see all race from Carlos Sainz. It, it was unbelievable. It was easily his best defensive display, um, holding off Max and then holding off Perez for a while. And then holding off um, Leclerc for the rest of the race is just, did you hear what happened to him during the weekend? Yeah. Like the, the at his hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Had a 235,000 euro Richard Milley watch stolen out of his hotel and his, his team, one of the managers from the team chased down the robbers and r- got the, the watch back.
0: Yeah. Pretty crazy.
1: That wasn't the only weird thing that happened this weekend. There was something else. Let me try to think about it, but something else happened off the track that was like, I heard about it and I was like, there's no way. What is it? I have it written down here somewhere. Oh, that's the other thing. We want to talk about Alex Albon. Um, great race for Albon. Not the top five that I said. He didn't win, obviously. Um, expertly defended uh, Norris and the McLarens. Uh, eventually was passed by Hamilton and was just was just in a faster car. Tied his best finish to the season. Uh, I think tire temperatures and brake temperatures got to him. Um, but so last year, he didn't race at Monza because he had uh, an appendicitis issue. So it started in in the like the hotel by the track there they gave him the exact same room that he started having the appendicitis problems and had to oh, be boy. rushed to the emergency room so he uh, <laughs> got to the hotel saw the room they gave him and was like nope won't can't do it won't do it switched rooms um so that was the only other weird thing that happened with hotels that i was that off mind. not huge but just no, no, interesting it's,
0: tidbits. It's, 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 it's definitely funny. Um, let's talk about Mercedes for a second. They finished five six. Again, not a race that they expected to be like top of the table in any way because they knew that their car was not suited for this kind of speed. But, you know, it's nice for, again, as a fan of the team to at least see that, like, they are in a more consistent place regardless of the competitiveness of the car on certain tracks than they were last year. They're not dropping all of a sudden to the bottom of the points on a track that they're struggling on. It's like, okay... They can't stay in the top four, but they're nipping at their heels. You know what I mean? They, I think he, they finished, what, like 20 seconds off the, the pace. But, well, Russell did 40 seconds for Lewis. But Lewis also started the race on the on on the hards and, the, and was really counting on a late safety car, which we did not get. Like, it was one of those kind of gambles that just didn't pay off kind of thing. The other thing we didn't talk about here, do you want to talk really quickly about the aborted start?
1: I mean, I think we should have started with that
0: we should have we just jumped right to Ferrari because there was yeah, a lot more But I mean what there. a
1: weird start yeah. to a race like for sure ultimately i don't think i've i don't think i've ever seen that before
0: i've seen it well, i think we i've seen i think we've seen it once like two years ago i thought we saw one was it like was it that. because
1: of weather though or was it because yeah, someone maybe stopped right. and couldn't maybe get them weather. the
0: weather yeah yeah we had the car failure you just couldn't get back so they had to they did the second safety lap and then they had to wait. And then basically it was a red flag. It was the equivalent yeah. of a red flag. And then all of the pit crew comes trundling down, sprint the, down the drivers are
1: like, what's going on? What's happening here? Like we're overheating. I can feel it in the yeah, car. Yeah. Like, where is everybody like, Oh, yeah. they're not releasing anybody yet. It's like, I thought you guys just left me out here. Like it was funny and weird. And I don't know this. So it's a genuine question. Did they have to count those extra formation laps as yep. race laps? Okay. Yeah. So they technically because they started a lap because of three. fuel.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I we, we lost yeah, three, I figured, we, we lost I figured two, that would have been it. We lost two actual racing laps because you had the first formation lap that doesn't count. That's a formation lap. Then they got the yellow lights. They went around another time. They realized at that point it was going to take more than that. So then they held them at the grid, they sent out the guys with the tire blankets. Then they did a third formation lap yeah. after that. So those laps second four. and third counted as, as raced laps because of the fuel load you you're, you're accounting oh, for yeah, a certain sure. number of trips around the track. Right. So
1: now just think about what would have happened if they had those extra three laps with signs in Leclerc. like Ferrari might have dodged a bullet just in terms of like a different universe now Yeah, true. Um, that those two crashed into each other.
0: Yeah. True. But and at the same extra, time, you could argue that this, the 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 start of the race might have been different too. Like I would I would say that when you have I I think and this is again just opinion conjecture my my take or whatever. But when you watch it, it felt like a very cautious start, and I for everyone, and uh, I yeah. think that that's partly when you've got them sitting on the grid that long, a little bit of that like. Ch- like sort of chomping at the bit ready to go just kind of cools a little bit and they're more just like, ah, oh, let's just get into this now because I was That's expecting turn. more fireworks at the top from Max and those Ferraris than we got and it was interesting because th- obviously they were kind of, they kind of had them like boxed in with Paras further down the grid, but they really didn't do anything they they could have done a lot more to make it difficult on them, in my opinion. You well, not I mean? only
1: that, but every car came out of that first chicane. Yeah, which exactly. Is where the issues are at That's Monza true. every single yeah. time. That's why you get yeah. A they Gasly all tiptoed and a through, Ricardo. Sure. Everybody sure. got through that clean, yeah. which yeah. was hell hella impressive. Like yeah, I watched. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like that yeah. is the fireworks. Yeah, and even though Verstappen wasn't I, every race I watch now, it's the first like two turns. Verstappen's in the lead; he wins. So There's yep. not like, yep. So even though he wasn't in the lead, <laughs> so, everybody getting through like pure. You say, all all like, the races ah,
0: you watch, wins.
1: you mean the races everybody. we're all watching. Yeah, so everybody has the same mindset, but
0: it's everybody got through clean. It was pretty incredible, actually. So I, 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 I sort of said, you know, it was nice to see that Mercedes is sort of stated form. The same can't be said for Alpine, who clearly yeah. were not built for this track. They were horrible! They were yeah. horrible. <laughs> they were really. It was a. It was a tough day. Ocon obviously not finishing, and uh, Gasly uh, finishing in fifteenth. Which, again, when two teams don't finish, it isn't really fifteenth at all.
1: Well, especially after the weekend they had last weekend. Exactly. Gasly being on the podium. To, step back. This is the first time that both of them not made it out of Q one.
0: Yeah.
1: Like yeah. that. Uh, like I think since Alpine was Alpine, this is the first yeah. time both drivers not made it out of Q one. Um, it was it was a bad weekend for them. They just couldn't find it. They couldn't yeah. get anywhere. Like, and I would even say that Mercedes, like where they finished, was fine, but it wasn't necessarily a great race for either of them. Hamilton drove into Piastri, admitted it, yeah, apologized took a five for second it. penalty, and five second and penalty that was great. Place, at the end though, watching him, um, yeah, like know that he has a five second penalty and. Did, did you hear what he said? He had, it was actually a great thing. Um, the principal came on and said, uh, hi, Lewis, you have a five second penalty. He goes, didn't give me enough space or didn't give him enough space. Didn't give him enough space. And then the uh, principal says, yeah, I'm, we're going to look into that. He says, no, I didn't give him enough space. Yeah. I was like, that he, was very cool. He, knew, he, knew. Right away. he um, knew right away, but then he, but then he got himself out of the jam. So he extended his lead from like two seconds and then he would have dropped three spots with like four laps left and then came up and was ahead of Albon like by five, five seconds. Was that was also pretty incredible to watch at the end. It was the, the, sure. the last eight, like low event, yes, but the last eight laps were pretty intense.
0: Yeah. And 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 with the again, the exception of Max just driving off in the distance, like the rest of the pack for yeah, the most part. He, was we still don't talk about him for that reason. We never yeah, i about saying. Him the part. rest of it was bunched up, and there was yeah. some really good racing in there, which is what was really nice to see.
1: Yeah. The, you want to talk about the McLarens hitting each sure. other? Sure. Yeah. Because the, <laughs> the principal, Andrea Stella, did not like that. He went on a rant after saying, like, there's no reason for that. This is a team sport. The team comes first. Um, like, really just let loose publicly about it. Um, it was, I mean, Piastri's still a young driver. It was him getting a little too close to his teammate, uh, mismanaging his brakes, um, and, and kind of hitting north there but disaster averted because that could have been way worse
0: yeah well and that's the kind of those are the kind of um um uh, collisions we've seen most recently at monza right like yeah if you remember a year ago it a year ago or two years ago two years ago when max ended up on top of lewis literally like on top of him in the car out at, at, at the chicane, it, it, same situation. These these they, There's no room for two cars on this track. If you get into some of those tight spots, you make that contact one car goes airborne and you're in it. But we didn't see any of that, this race, which, you know, it's good to see, I guess, considering we did have a couple of close calls. Um, any final thoughts here before we hand out some hardware?
1: Yeah. Lent stroll needs to pick it up. That was a terrible race. Um, I mean, this car was not suited for this track. Um, yeah, but his teammate did a lot better ninth. than he did. Yeah, I, but I mean, like you're you're not right, you're not wrong. Um, Alonzo finished in the points, but Lance Stroll, I think it was just one point, but Lance Stroll was just ahead of the Haas. Um, and like looking back, he's scored 12 points since the Canadian Grand Prix. He's never finished higher than ninth. Five of those points were from a sprint race. Like, unless he recovers this year, Aston Martin's going to lose out on third in the standings, and that from what was going on in the first 12 races of this season, they were third was the minimum target. And there's, you saw the rumors about him going to go play tennis, right? Yeah. You think that's kind of something that like maybe his dad or and him are sitting down saying, you're never going to be better than you are in this car. So maybe we have to think you're, you're also very averagely good at tennis. So maybe we pivot what you're doing and I buy a tennis team. And then you go what and play a tennis. tennis team. Doesn't matter. His dad'll pay for him to do whatever he wants, but you have to think that at the dinner tables, if Lance or Lawrence Stroll ever actually wants to win, like a, a constructors, which I don't think he does, but if he wants to win, Lance Stroll is not the answer to that. And you actually if,
0: think Lawrence and Lance Stroll sit down to dinner together.
1: I have a feeling that they sit down to every
0: single dinner every week. I don't think so. I actually think that all Lance is doing this entire career is just trying to get his father just wants to say he's proud of him. Honest mm-mm, to God. Mm-mm. I think so. I think Lawrence has done all of this to try to you make know. sure. No, because honestly, I think no that at this point, at this point, the best thing for Lance would be to go and drive for like Haas, like go and drive for a completely different team. Leave your dad out of the situation and go and find some peace and joy when they were younger. I think it was still the whole, like dad taking his kid to the cart track thing. But I think that the two of them, I don't, I, I do not think that that is a, healthy father-son relationship anymore. And how could it be? Mm. His dad literally owns the team he's driving for. The entire business is built around wins and losses. And his son is a subpar at best driver at the top level of autosport in the world. His father has sunk billions of dollars into this. And what is his son g- given him for? Nothing. And I think that there is a very, very fractured and uncomfortable relationship there. I would actually love to sit down at dinner with the two of them just to see how awkward it is.
1: I think they sit down together every single night. I think that Lance Stroll doesn't, doesn't have the ability to be that driver, but his dad's like, you know what? I'll do whatever I can to make sure that you get the opportunity to try to be. That's what I think is happening. And the, two, why the hell would Haas want Lance Stroll? Why would anyone else want Lance no, Stroll? I if he wasn't I, I, I just here? threw a name out there. You're right. I know, None of these but no one else would want, want him. Nobody
0: wants him. He,
1: Liam Lawson finished 11th in this yep. race in an yep. Alfa Tori.
0: In his second and ever Formula, his one, second race. Ever Formula yeah. one race, second ever Formula One race, I know.
1: And Lance yeah. Stroll in a machine that was getting podium finishes earlier. I yeah. uh, granted this was not the race for their setup of their car, but still,
0: yeah. As we was, said, Alonzo no finishes points. in the points. He got two points. He finished ninth. It's there. It's insane. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Should we hand out some hardware? Yeah. All right. Well, we've already handed out our driver of the day. It was an easy one. Carlos yeah. Sainz is clearly our driver of the day. Uh who is our not so driver of the day? Did we just talk about him?
1: Um we did just talk about him.
0: It's, I was going to say you could, you could put the
1: Alpines in there but it's a, it's Lance stroll for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Terrible For result. sure. Uh oh, almost Jesus. a second and a half off the pace.
1: <laughs> the Alpines were so bad though. I mean you you can argue that the Aston Martin is not supposed to do well at Monza. It's, yeah, the setup but then is not again, to do it well at Monza, I know, but no one told but Alonso. The Alpines, but the Alpines are supposed to do midfield at sure. Monza, and they're both Ocon was didn't Did finish, finish the race, no. and Gasly was fifteenth. Like,
0: not great. It's not That's great powerful. for them,
1: but it is definitely Lance Stroll. I will one hundred percent Lance Stroll.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was also going to throw a vote on Oscar Piastri for the contact of this teammate, but I think that after we've discussed it, Lance Stroll deserves that one. So congratulations, Lance Stroll. You are not so driver of the day. Uh, who do you have for our overtake of the day? So I would argue that
1: overtake of the day actually goes to, okay, I'm going to do it this two ways. Carlos signs for preventing the overtake of the day should be just mentioned of this. I know, totally. I'm just turning around overtaking of the day goes to carlos Sainz for not letting many overtakes of the day happen.
0: i think that would be the not so overtake of the day not so
1: overtake of the day but no okay. the defense of the day um i would say I, the one i enjoyed most was because i had high hopes for him um alex albon over norris on lap 2 Yep. we'll I'll go with that
0: one. that's a good one i like that yeah what do you what do you have for radio call of the race
1: okay so this one i actually loved um george russell um being told on being told on the headset to manage um, himself in turn six. And his response is, I don't know. I don't know if you can see, but I have a car right up my ass. Yeah. because so, I forget who it was, but it was
0: literally fantastic. right behind him. And I was like, that is Perez
1: Perez and hilarious. And it was r- spurred, like right away. No yeah. hesitation in that. I was like, that's yeah. great.
0: That's fantastic. All right. There you go. Those are our hardware. That is the uh, review and recap of Monza Uh, We'll be back in a second. Hey, football fans, the Ordinary Podcasting Network is very excited to welcome back for its second season, Running Down the Clock, presented by Puya Ricey and Tyler Walzak. These two football fans will sit down with you every Thursday of the NFL schedule to talk football. You can subscribe to Running Down the Clock anywhere you get your podcast. Okay, Tyler. It's time for Mail... Uh, so our question of the day today comes from Sarah. Uh, first she said, uh, loves our show, listens to it every, uh, following every race. Uh, but she has a question and it's based a little bit on what we, we, we teased a little bit too off the top. We've got some news we're going to talk about here before we get to our race preview, because we're starting to get some signings. We're starting to kind of fill out the grid for next year. We found out before this race that both Lewis and, um, George had signed for an additional two years with Mercedes, uh, which is great the question that she had though um was when you look at alonso and lewis both racing into their 40s is this the new trend for formula 1 or will we or like or 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 will it be the opposite i guess is the question like are these are these the last of a generation that can last this long we saw vettel retire recently whether or not he returns is a question mark but to have these guys at this age competing against basically kids they could have almost fathered uh it's like is this the new norm i guess is the question no Good question it is, sorry i didn't read it it is well, not but...
1: um we've seen it over the last three years um or even like three last five to three years going younger getting younger next the next youngest kid to get his shot um when you're talking about the old guys still in the sport we're talking about alonzo and lewis like those are those are like very 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 highly like appreciated hall of fame formula one drivers like there's a reason that they're able to put it through their 40s like you're not going to see that often you'll see maybe like ricardo is there now but it's he's on his second shot that's not going to last that long like that's the next best guess you could have to somebody making their 40s botas i don't know if he'd even want to do it he's 34 yeah yeah like yeah like he's not going to make it um, he's probably got two years left. There's not, I'm going down the list now. It's
0: Sergio's 33.
1: And Sergio is just lucky where he is right now. So I don't know if he gets another shot outside of Red Bull, if they let him loose. Um, no, so no, it's, you have to be a generational talent, which Alonzo and Hamilton are. So the next person to race in their forties would, will, if you want my guess, it's Verstappen, and he's what 20 years away.
0: I'm going to guarantee you right now. Verstappen does not race into his 40s He's already articulated he has plans For after Formula 1 I think that the next year That he does not win the world championship He is done I bet you that's what happens And he's also so much that kind of character uh, no, Oh 100% I'll just, I'll just walk away
1: 100. I, I mainly meant mo- like his ability and sure. His, he's his capable stature would be able True. to do 40 I don't think anyone else in this grade is going to be able to make it through their
0: 40s Alright There you go Sarah the answer is no. Um, <laughs> let's move on uh, <laughs> over some other news. So we found out that, uh, as I say, the the Mercedes lineup is now set uh, for another two years, which takes them to the new engine regulations, and that's kind of the big question mark piece of what will will happen after that. Um, we also found out that Lance Stroll is going to stick around for at least another year. Yeah. Uh, so that's signed and done. Um, and then we also found out during this race week that uh, the FIA has concluded their investigations into cap violations and no team None. went over, not even by a dime, Tyler. Do you think this is time. true or do you think that there were a couple teams that they maybe negotiated some nice, quiet fines behind the scenes for a small violations because they did not want the circus that they got last year?
1: One thousand percent. There's probably a team that was over by like three thousand, five thousand dollars, and they're just like, We'll pay you the three, or like we will take it out of the next years, we'll do whatever, like just we don't even talk about it because it's so um negligible. But there's no way that everybody's perfect all the time. There's gonna be oversights Um, and it just it wasn't the amount that Red Bull was the year before.
0: No, because they cheated. Um big time. Uh the last bit of news here, which is interesting, is that We still have not had the conclusion on the Michael Andretti saga, but we seem to be getting a little bit closer, including filing, uh, uh, I guess yesterday or maybe today, today's Tuesday, uh, filing in the United States for a new um, name for Andretti Autosport. So it looks like dropping the Andretti part of it and trying to brand as a slightly different um, entity may be part of the negotiations to get themselves into formula one here this would still be the um uh, Cadillac uh, and Reddy bid to try to become either an additional team or to take over uh, one of the current teams. And they're still working on the negotiations of that, but just an interesting little tidbit there. We seem to be getting a little bit closer to a resolution uh, where, where, where are you kind of come down on this? Do you think this, they're going to get this deal done? Do we see an 11th team on the grid or are they just going to kind of get shut out again and wait till one of these teams? Like again, if Lawrence Stroll walks away or something, when his kid goes to play tennis,
1: I think Push comes to shove, they put an eleventh team, um, but I bet you it just works out that somebody moves away. Maybe Lawrence Stroll, um, maybe has somebody will just want out of the sport, and the deal will just be right.
0: Okay, uh, Tyler, take us uh, take us to the next race,
1: Singapore Grand Prix. Won't be this weekend. It'll be the weekend I think, seventeenth, sixteenth. So you have this weekend. You can watch the football um, in the NFL. Uh, But we are going to Singapore in two weeks time. The first Grand Prix was in 2008, 62 laps, 19 turns. It used to be like 23 turns, I think, but they've changed it to 19, three DRS zones. First is after turn five through turn six. Um, The second is between turns 13, 14, third DRS zone. Like most tracks start to finish straight. Um, This is one of the more demanding tracks for drivers in terms of like um wear and tear it's pretty bumpy out there so they get tossed around a lot um you're gonna see a lot of sparks flying off the bottom of those cars because of this um last year's race uh believe that this was max's first chance to lock up the championship at this race you didn't did do it <laughs> um all these every car started on intermediate tires it was wet it wasn't raining but it was wet they did delay the start of the race um which led to to one of those instances where this was a timed race. So yeah. they did laps. Um, but if you're looking at the top left corner and you see like 41 or 52 laps left, it was just a time countdown. I think from like 40 minutes down, a lot of people went off the track on the barriers here when it was wet. And also when they were on slicks, um, some error, driver errors, sometimes just, just mismanaging when they're going in braking zones. Um, Leclerc Perez won the front row. I think Verstappen started eighth in this race. Podium Correct. Perez, Leclerc, signs. A lot of DNFs. Um, I think in order, uh, Sunada, Ocon, Albon, Alonso, Latifi, and Zhawa. That's the Singapore Grand Prix.
0: My favorite part about the Singapore Grand Prix is that it takes place at night. Yeah,
1: and we can watch it, I think, 5 p.m. or something uh, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, exactly. or Saturday, right? Saturday
0: night. Yeah, so it is a primetime night game, a uh, night game, nice night race for us here in North America. But it's also really pretty because it's one of those it's cool very night pretty. races. It looks awesome. I'm sure it's a pain in the ass for the drivers. Yeah, it's um, also
1: super hot and humid. Last year was the rain kind of held that back, yeah. but very, 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 very hot. Um,
0: Even that's race. why they hold it at night. <laughs>
1: they lose they lose three kilograms more in body weight at this race than any other race.
0: Yeah. A big one, exciting, and uh, something to look forward to. Uh, I know you will be looking forward to some football, and I know that you have uh, you'll be talking about football. Uh, we teased it last episode, but if you if you if you don't want to go a week without hearing Tyler's voice, don't worry, the Ordinary Podcasting Network has your back. Uh, Thursdays. Um, running down the clock, Tyler and his friend Puya will talk football for you. They have one more episode before the actual kickoff to the regular season on a scale of like one to ten. Thousand. where are we in in the like anxiety of uh, uh one the, the anticipation? Thousand. Okay,
1: okay. I already know the question because I'm wearing my Lions hat. Um it the this is what I like to say about any team I follow is I never have hope because it's the hope that kills you. And oh, my God, I have so much hope this year. They kick off Thursday night. They, kick, they start the entire NFL season. Lions Chiefs in Kansas City. They are the defending Super Bowl champions, and we are the lowly Lions um, with a lot of hope.
0: A lot of hope. Now, this is, this is again, coming for those who don't know from a guy who once had season tickets to a season that the Lions did not win a game. Uh, game. So die hard, die hard to the end. But uh, as you say, could be watched every minute of you. every one of those games, watch every minute hope- of every one of those games. Let's just hope on your behalf that uh, at least it's, it's an enjoyable uh, little run regardless of how long it lasts. And uh, that some of that, some of that hope and optimism is rewarded for you because you deserve it. Uh, as I said, the rest of you out there, whether you're Lions fans uh, like Tyler or you're cheering for anybody else, they talk about them all. They talk about the whole league. They got lots of fun, uh little, uh, I think this next episode, you guys are going to do some sort of weird, Nonsense. topics completely
1: nonsense
0: yeah uh, just to get everybody geared up for that nfl season um so check it out wherever you get your podcast it's running down the clock uh and uh until next time tyler thanks uh for doing this we appreciate it thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you soon Stop podcast is a presentation of the ordinary podcasting network thanks for listening